Thank you for being here. It's an exciting time for us. I think there's a, all the head coaches say the same thing, you know, excited to, for these new recruits. But we are really excited about the, the newcomers to our team. The guys are joining our family. Um, I want to express our, our appreciation and gratitude to everyone that was involved in getting these young men here, specifically their families. Um, it's an honor for us to get to know their families and get to know these young men. It's also uh, uh, want to show our gratitude to our um, faculty and staff, our administration, President Worthen, and Vice President Matt Richardson, our athletic director, Tom Homo. Uh, done a great job in, in, in being around and, and uh, being available for our young men to speak to uh, as, as they came through on the recruiting visits. I um, want to express our appreciation to our staff, our, our coaches, our current and former coaches that helped uh, uh, recruit these young men. also want to uh, express my appreciation to the uh, support staff and the recruiting department that helped us, all the recruiting assistants and everyone involved. Uh, I thought the uh, faculty and staff did a great job on campus of, of uh, helping our young men out and, and their families, answering any questions and being available. Uh, it's been really nice and it's an honor for me to have them uh, represent BYU on campus and it made a huge difference for our players and for our recruits. Um, also really thankful for our players. Uh, they did a great job being ambassadors of the program and, and hosting these young men and bringing them along. So uh, we're excited about the newcoming guys that are going to be part of our, our group, but we're also really excited about the players that are currently on the roster and are looking forward to it. And finally, want to thank all the BYU fans that have been there and have helped us in recruiting. I mentioned it before that we've had uh, we've had some member referrals that have been really good for us in recruiting. So I uh, asked a few years ago, a couple of years ago, when I got the job that, uh, you know, if we can find some big guys in your ward and, and that, that's a, that you can please refer them to us, that'd be great. And that happened. And I'd like to add to find some fast and skilled and uh, athletic guys too. So uh, all across the board, uh, if you want to get out and time them in 40s, you can do that. We can't, so you can. Uh, it'd be a good uh, mutual activity. So anyways, uh, we're really excited about the uh, the connection that we have with our fans and the uh, the, the role that they played in recruiting uh, for us and helping us, us out and the uh, just the uh, ability to have such great fans to reach out through social media and to support our team but also to support our recruits has been really impressive and it's one thing one of the things that our recruits mention specifically is, is the fans and Cougar Nation and the buy-in that they are in, in athletics but also to football and recruiting so that's been really impressive and. Uh, just want to open up this time to answer any questions. Uh, we have Jeff Grimes, offense coordinator here, uh, Ed Lamb, our assistant head coach, and our special teams coordinator, and then Eli Satuyaki, our defensive coordinator. So uh, anybody have any questions? Coach Satake, uh just looking at the offensive players that you've been recruiting in this class and brought in, I mean, obviously you were recruiting them before you changed the uh, coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. With, with the changes on the offensive side of the ball, how do these recruits kind of fit into the scheme and philosophy of the offense going forward? Oh, I mean, uh, first thing was to get Coach Grimes in place, and then obviously we had to work on, on getting some new hires uh, put in place as well. But I thought the uh, new coaches did a great job at connecting with the recruits and being involved in recruiting. And obviously the the, the coaches that are there, Coach Grimes included, uh, have a great reputation as a great recruiter. So... Uh, it was a it was an easy transition for them to make, and I think um, being able to communicate and talk to the players was really nice to see. And, and a lot of the credit goes to our new coaches that came in and jumped right into it and uh, didn't ask any questions, just went right to work and, and tried to get as many guys as they can to to get this team to bring bring more uh, talent to this team. We talked to Ed Lamb last week, Jared Lloyd from the Daily Herald. Um, 
wanted to ask you how different this year was with the early signing day in mm -hmm. December and then having it kind of broken into these two chunks. What's that been like, this process? I think it was a huge relief for the recruits and their parents more than anything, you know, rather than having to um, wait until February. Uh, a good number of them uh, were able to sign in December and have a good Christmas break and good holiday season, just relax and, and um, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of just being a signee. And then uh, we had a good number of them that came on the recruiting visit after um, signing. And I thought it was a, it was a cool dynamic to help recruit for us. And um, they, they were already bought in from the very beginning. So it, it was an easy transition for them just to sign. And so I think it was helpful for us. And then um, it took a little bit of the drama out of it, which is, um, what I like, you know, less drama is usually good. So, uh, but I, I think that more than anything, we, we, these young men deserve a lot of, um, praise, but, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, they're, they're joining a team and they're, they're, they're guys that are going to have to go right back into the ranks of just trying to find a role and, 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 uh, find a, a chance to play, you know, they're going to compete with a lot of great players that are currently on the team. And that's the focus now shifts a little bit and, um, I think it's really good for us to just have it done early and then just kind of focus a little bit on the others, but then to give the guys their time off and for their families. I think that has been the, the most beneficial part of it. Jeff, Mitch Harper uh, with ESPN 960 and Rivals. Uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced uh, getting familiar with this, uh, the recruiting class and the personnel and, and getting yourself placed in transitioning from LSU? Um, it wasn't really hard. The only challenge was the fact that I was still trying to finish another job, but uh, was really excited about the opportunity to get to know the guys that, that we'd be recruiting and um, had great response. And then particularly once the other guys came on board and, and had the other guys on staff, it made, made it a whole lot easier. And, and those guys went out and saw a lot of guys by position, and we, we double-teamed, triple-teamed a couple of guys and went and saw guys, particularly a couple of guys that, that hadn't signed yet. And we felt like it was really important to get in front of them as many times as possible and help them feel comfortable with where we were going as an offense. Um, so it really it, it wasn't a big challenge. Most of the work was really done um, by the time that, that we joined as a staff. And so more than anything, I think it was just an opportunity for them to get to know us and feel comfortable with, um, with the new guys that were going to be coaching them. Biggest chunk, Ben Criddle, ESPN 960, biggest chunk of uh, the recruiting class, offensive line. Uh, could you briefly just talk about each one of these guys, Campbell Barrington, Harris Lachance, Tyson Lewis, Connor Payne, Jacob Smith? Yeah, so with the offensive line, obviously you're always trying to, um, to restock. And um, when, you have, uh, when you have a position where you get almost half the offense out there at any given time, um, you, you got to recruit a number of guys for that position. It's a developmental position, so it takes a while sometimes for those guys to be ready to play. And so you have to recruit a greater number of them than most other positions. So signing four or five in any given year is the goal. And um, these guys fit what we're looking for, um, given the fact that one of the, one of the advantages that I think we have the opportunity to have at BYU is to have size. We can have size and length at, at all positions, really. Um, but we certainly want to start that with the guys who are getting up down, up to the line, putting their hand down, and, and uh, coming off the football. All these guys we think are are similar in that they they fit the size requirement. They're also guys um, 
who can move, or or else we wouldn't we wouldn't want them here. Guys guys that are big and just big can't do anything more than than a refrigerator can to block someone. You got to be able to move as well. All these guys can bend and can move as well. And so I think they all fit into to what we're looking for in in terms of having big guys that can move. And and most importantly, I think they're the right kind of kids. Coach Grimes, John Cooney, Top Valley 360. Looking at the skilled position guys that you brought in, how, how do they kind of fit into your offensive scheme and kind of your philosophy of what you want to do on the offense? Yeah. Well, I'll start with just saying that you, you can you can fit um, most guys into an offense if they're really good players. And so sometimes you're trying to fit guys into a system, but – um, just as often in college football in particular, you're trying to fit your system around what your guys can do. And so I think all these guys fit what we're looking for. Um, if you want to start with the quarterbacks, both are guys who are um, guys who obviously can throw the football. If you can't throw the football, it doesn't matter how athletic you are, but they're also athletic guys. And, and I've been asked by several people if at with regard to either of the quarterbacks, is this guy a developmental guy? How long do you think it's going to take? And yeah, they're developmental guys, and but so are the rest of our players. All players are developmental guys, um, but some positions maybe more so than others. And quarterback is one of those. But we like the skill set of both of these quarterbacks in terms of being able to throw the football and move around well. Um, the two tight ends fit in line with. Um, a lot of the great tight ends that, that have played at BYU for a really long time. And, and playing with multiple tight ends is something that I like to do, and I think it's it's been an advantage here at BYU for a long time. Both these guys are guys that have the size and the toughness, I think, to block, and both of them are, are really good receivers. They can run and catch and create the kind of mismatches that that, that position typically can do. Two big receivers um, that can both run, great ball skills, good ability to run after the catch, um, again, the kind of guys that you can do a lot of things with. Um, and, and I feel like both of those guys will fit just perfectly into what we want to do on offense. Um, Amoni fits right in with a lot of the uh, backs that we've had here at BYU over the years. Um, a big guy that runs well, also has good ball skills, um, could be a, a three-skill back. I think a guy that can do all three things a back needs to do, run, catch, and block. Uh, we really like Amone as well as all of these offensive players. So I think all the skill guys will fit in uh, real well with what we're looking to do. Lonnie, what were your selling points uh, to the recruits coming off a four and nine season, and what did you what did you say to them to, to ultimately close with these kids? Uh, regardless of the, the type of season you have, you try to highlight the best part of the school and about our program and the vision. You know, so we whether you had a 9 and 4 season or 4 and 9 season i think it's important to communicate to the young men the, their place in the program and where we see that they can fit and and also uh, how they're going to develop and what position we see them play in i think that's something that the young men want to want to talk about and when they come on the visit and they get to see the school um it, it does itself the recruiting kind of takes care of itself and uh, i think being getting the parents involved and getting the family involved it helps out as well so um, you know, our, our, our mindset and our, our recruiting is going to be all about communication and, and talking to these young men. I mean, today is a great day for us to invite these 22 young men to our program, but it's also a really good day for others to find places to play college football and, and uh, for a lot of other, other uh, young men, young women to find places to go to university and be and represent their schools and their families as athletes. So it's, it's a, uh, in recruiting, sometimes um, 
you try to make it all about your school rather than what what's important and that's a young man and if you focus on them and where they fit better i think you can really help yourself and also help him find the best place suited for his skills and what he's expecting from college up on that what have the last two months been like for you with all the staff changes and how do you kind of see the vibe of the program right now yeah it's been busy but the, the guys on the team are working really hard you know and we're trying to balance a lot of different things but um join being a part of BYU and being the head coach and so it's a lot of fun for me to to get to work and and to try to put it together and try to get a great season going on this fall and that's that's the mindset is just keep keep working keep going through it so um, we probably had to do a few things differently this year than we've had the couple years past, but um, you know it's all work when when you think about it. And, and uh, I just appreciate having these guys come in as, as new coaches and just uh, it was an easy transition for them to go right into recruiting. That's something that they've always been doing. Uh, the experience that they have in their background as coaches, and so it was easy for them to to get accustomed to that and to connect with the, the recruits that are that weren't signed yet, but also it was important for them to connect with the recruits that, that were signed and uh, um, let them know uh, what they represent on the field, how, their philosophy. And I think it's been really good. And then doing that and, co- and communicating with the current roster has been challenging more for them. But I, as a head coach, I've been really appreciative of how they do it, and they've been great professionals at it. And well, can you tell us the background of the Australian punter that you signed, how you guys found him and, and, and that sort of thing? Sure. The, um, he, like a lot of uh, Australian rules football players that have uh, an interest in, in playing um, American football, they sign up to be trained by a, pro, a group called Pro Kick Australia. And so I went over there right after the last game of the season and visited with Pro Kick Australia and watched some of their training sessions. There were At that time, there were several guys that we were interested in, but one of the things these guys do a really nice job of is matching up um, – the pro- the right prospect with the right school. And so they felt like Danny, being a little older guy that's been more mature, he's uh, been out work, he's been playing uh, professional um, Aussie rules football, that he would be a good match for BYU and, and the honor code and would be able to come in and buy into the, the what he would – his view of the honor code would be the professionalism, and that was the, uh, that was the attraction for him and, of course, the academic reputation of BYU. So it was a good fit there. And at that point we brought him over here to make sure that – he saw the place and um, and that it was a, a good fit from his perspective. He will be uh, a primarily a, a rugby-style kicker or a rollout-style kicker. He can play other positions, but he's very raw. He's, he'll be one of the better athletes on our team, one of the biggest, fastest, strongest guys on our team. And um, you know, he, he was still very much a prospect to attain the highest level of Aussie rules. And, in fact, it, one of the things he shared with uh, – Coach Sitake and I at, at dinner one night was that his dad was disappointed that he was not chasing the Aussie rules football dream. But uh, he's he's one of these guys in Australia and American culture. He really follows it, and American football follows it. And he, it's a dream come true for him to be here. Question for Elisa and Ed: um, Throughout your your careers, you have been known to be uh, be able to, from a personal level, be able to recruit, identify, recruit, and develop. Uh, very talented football players. Sometimes they're they're known as developmental players or diamonds in the rough. Uh, who were you guys personally recruiting this go around for this class? Yeah, I think the uh, the whole the whole staff uh, did a good job. Just 
you know, like Coach Grimes was talking about, kind of double, triple teaming on, on kids and getting involved, whether it was personal relationships or or uh, things that, that uh, you know, coach and a kid find something that they have in common and, and just start recruiting a kid to build relationships. But, um, you know, one of the, for me at least, I'm looking down this list, one of the running backs that was, the Amone Fina, the running back that we signed, a really, really close relationship with the family. Um, even though he's going to end up playing on offense, you know, think that he's a guy that can come in and, and uh, you know, continue to develop as well as be a guy that, that could contribute early. Uh, you know, Chinonso is another guy. Chinonso Aparo is a, a big kid with a big frame with a lot of a, a ability that is still raw, only been playing ball for two years. And so we think that his best years are ahead of him. Um, really, I think every single one of these guys down the list, I mean, you can say Coach Lamb or, or myself or Coach Kalani, you know, Coach Coach Guilford uh, was, was part of that. And, and when uh, you know, Coach Hadley came on as well, we threw him right into the mix to help out with recruiting all these kids. And so we, you know, like you were saying, and I think Coach Grimes mentioned it earlier too, is every kid that comes in uh, essentially needs some kind of development. Some are a little bit farther ahead than others. Uh, but uh, we're really excited about the group that, that's coming in, at least defensively. I think that they'll come in and do a good job here. And, and uh, you know, to probably echo what he was talking about, these kids are good fits for BYU and kids that see, you know, the honor code and the lifestyle and academics as a strength instead of uh, something that will hold them back in, in their progression. Kalani, what's it like dealing with the extended recruit? I mean, if you look at a guy like Amone, who was originally committed elsewhere and then comes to BYU after a mission, that type of thing, that happens periodically. What's that like adding that into the mix as far as the high school kids you're recruiting, the missionaries that are leaving on missions, the junior college guys? It just seems like an extra element to try and juggle in the recruiting process. Yeah, and I think that being able to have um, – you always have to count on that, especially at BYU, you know, where, where um, whether they're graduate transfers or, or transfers or guys have gone on missions um, – I think I think the, the the job is try to get it first the right uh, you know get it right the first time so we don't have to recruit them again you know but I, I've made the 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 statement that I don't recruit missionaries that's not how I work and I've never recruited a missionary to come here you know so um, other schools are free to recruit our missionaries they, that's what they do sometimes but I being a return missionary myself I think that they're more um, they're more they're more involved in doing something that's more important at the, at the moment you know and so. Um, Afterwards, uh, you know, whether we have to recruit them again or not, I think most of the guys that signed are BYU guys from the beginning. And being here now, I think we have our some some guys are, that we signed the first signing class that are coming back from missions, so I think that would make it a lot easier. But the numbers are always going to be skewed a little bit, and you're going to have to make some room uh, in different places and be uh, creative and flexible because recruiting just never stops, you know, and, and – um, uh, whether you know a guy is on a mission or a graduate transfer or whatever it is, it just never stops. And the goal is try to get uh, the best talent on the team and try to win, but also be respectful of what they're doing and what their you know their personal life. Or uh, for me, missionaries is it's it's a that's a that's a part where I just want them to go out and serve and, and um, enjoy the moment as a missionary, and then you know afterwards we'll deal with it. But right now, I think the goal is to try to get it right the first time. Um, and then and uh, and just deal stick with the guys that were with you from the beginning. Lonnie, now that the staff is complete, how would you describe the six new guys kind of as a group? Yeah, I love them. They're, they're hard workers. Uh, they have a lot of experience, and they're, they're they're they they know their craft. And these are guys that knew from the beginning they wanted to be coaches and got right into it. You know, and 
Um, I, I look at, at the, the the group of them. They they went into uh, places that that you know and took jobs that that weren't ideal for a lot of other people. And being a guy that that's done that myself, I, I appreciate guys that just want to go want to coach. I believe if you find your passion and you find something that you love, uh, you worry about the money later. You know, and that's uh, and it's, I have guys on the staff that that can that, that are great examples of that and they can mentor young men to find their passion, whether it's coaching football or whatever their passion may be in life, and then uh, you know help help them find that and, and uh, go with it. So that's uh, these guys are great professionals and they work hard and and they they uh, love being mentors and their interaction with the players and the recruits is something that I've been really impressed with. What was your yours and the staff's approach to uh, prospects that might have been un- that, that were once committed to your team, but then uncommitted? Um, did you still pursue those kids, or was there any resources or time put into them still? Well, it's it's hard to put them all in one statement, right? So they're they're all different cases, and so I, I think there's uh, uh, yeah. So it's it's really be hard for me to. I think you're just setting me up for something here, you know. Because that's hard. To, uh, if I, if I went by each one of them, then they're they're there's uh they're different they're different cases every one of them. But um, like I said before, the goal is to help the young man find a a place that he can that he'll succeed at, and and hopefully that's here at BYU. But if not, then we're we're good with helping young men get to other places and 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 uh, you know find a, a school that's suitable for them, even if we play against them. So uh, when it comes down to it, it's their decision and their families and. Uh, we try to include parents and and and, and uh, families in, in the decision. I think that helps it be a little bit more solidified, and and uh, it helps what we're about here at BYU. Kalani, Jay Catch <clears throat> from the Zone Sports Times. Maybe for you or Jeff, but can you talk about the, the Romney brothers? Baylor, of course, already enrolled in school here, and Gunner signing today. Can you talk about them and what you expect from those from those two players? I'll let Coach Grimes talk about it. <laughs> obviously, an, obviously, an athletic family. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it would be, um, I think, unfair to talk about both of them together. Baylor's obviously a good player and a good athlete, a guy that could probably do a number of different things, and certainly glad that he's he's um, here with us already and has, has made a good impression on us as coaches, on the strength staff, and on his teammates, um, for sure, in a short amount of time with his work ethic and, and his athleticism. Um, but we think he'll... he'll um, He'll, he'll factor into the competition this spring. Um, and then Gunner, obviously, is a really good player, too, a big, strong receiver um, who, um, who I think uh, is not only a talented player but the right kind of kid. I mean, the guy's all business um, and is very serious about his training, um, has a plan to, to get here and, and compete right away, and we're looking forward to, to seeing him do that. Lonnie, would you uh, anticipate there be any medicals given to players uh, that might free up scholarships for you to recruit with? Um, don't bank on them. You know, I, I don't wish uh, any harm on anyone. Um, so, uh, but that's part of football. I think that happens uh, uh, a lot. And, and um, but yeah, I, I don't think I can forecast that right now. We have spring ball, and uh, I think the the uh, the players we care about, and we want them to have a great life after football because. Uh, it's inevitable it's going to end, you know, one time or another, whether you have a 18-year career in the NFL or not, football will end, and so they need to move on with life, and uh, we want to prepare them for that. But I, I can't say right now if you were banking on any uh, any injuries or any medical things right now. We're still working through some guys, and, um, you know, the first thing would be their health. That's number one, and then we'll, we'll go from there. It's all individual. It's a, it's a different deal. 
What's the philosophy for, for your defense side of the ball uh, when, when evaluating cornerbacks and, and defensive backs? That's a good question for Coach Lamb. Coach Lamb and Coach Guilford done a really good job recruiting recruiting kids, and, and we're all on the same page with that. But I think Coach Lamb could uh, could uh, speak to that. Oh, one advantage we have uh, with with uh, Gennaro and I is uh, the benefit of working together for a number of years, and then and then being in a similar coverage system now for a number of years. And so we like to play uh, we like to play at the line of scrimmage with fast guys and challenge guys up at the line of scrimmage and press coverage. That lends itself sometimes to a taller, lengthier cornerback body who has more straight-ahead speed. And, uh, and the reality of recruiting corners is that uh, if, if schools play more off coverage, then they might be looking for a quicker, faster guy. That uh, And sometimes those guys are a little, little shorter. And so that's a little bit of a niche that we like to go for. We also look at, uh, at track times quite a bit and look at speed. And what what we've um, done consistently is we've we've been more willing to take a risk on a fast athletic corner that needs to be have some time to develop, and sometimes that that even means a wide receiver, like in the case of uh, Malik Moore this year, Keenan Ellis last year. Both of those guys play more of a receiver role for their high school. Um, and uh, Isaiah Heron is probably, in, in the time we've been here, I think I'm, I'm kind of looking at Gennaro to, to see if I'm right, but uh, probably the, the most established corner, the most experienced true corner that we've had. So we're excited about what he can maybe bring to the table right away in terms of knowledge of the game and experience actually playing the position. He probably has a uh, shorter learning curve than some of these other, other guys, but the uh, the upside of a of a guy like in this year's class, I would say it's uh, Malik Moore, and then an, an in-state guy, uh, Brock Davis. Those two guys are are sub eleven, one hundred meter guys. They've got uh, they're, they're six foot one or more. They're at least both at least six foot one, and um, you know we we feel like they fit perfectly into what we're trying to do. Follow up on that: Will you still be evaluating defensive backs now that you're coaching the linebackers? Oh, we we all. We all do that, yeah. And, and obviously, you know, Coach Sitake with his background on defense, you know, we're we're really we, we we all speak the same language in terms of player development. We we the the only acceptable result for us at BYU is to be nationally relevant, and uh, you know, we to say that our recruiting is going to be you know nationally toe to toe with the top five to ten teams in the country consistently. That's not going to happen. But if we if we have an eye toward player development and we do a better job of identifying uh, guys who have measurables to be among the top players in the country and then develop them appropriately and push them hard, then then that's that's how we're going to have to get there. You're in the release when you announced most of the new hires. It said that you're going to be more involved directly with the defense this coming year. Is there going to be a specific role for you, or is it just kind of more of an overall involvement? Um, it. it could be both, you know. Right now, just being, we're, I'm involved in just watching film and reviewing what happened this last year, and um, also trying to look at what we're going to do, who we're facing uh, this season. And so, um, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm just there as, a, as, a, as help more than anything. And I think that uh, Coach Tuyaki is capable of coordinating the defense, and I have a lot of faith in, in the coaches on the, on the defensive side, and Ed Lamb and, and Gennaro Guilford and Preston Hadley, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm now that I've been here for a couple of years and, and kind of established what it's like to be a head coach here at BYU. I, uh, I, I just stay busy, so I, I'm looking for things to do, and I just think it'd be nice for me to be in there and, and just try to 
help out as much as I can. You know, I, th I think um, uh, my connection with Elisa, we, we, we've been together for a long time, and I've known uh, Ed and teammates with him. And so I, I, we have uh, f familiar backgrounds, similar backgrounds with Preston being with Jay Hill and on that defense at Weaver. So uh, I think it's just going to be, you know, I'm there to be be both, I guess, and then be a, uh, a guy that they can look to if, if they need me to go coach. The open side end, I'll do that. They need to be coach uh, the, the flashbackers. I can do that too. So uh, I, th I feel comfortable. If they're if they're a really good player doing good things this fall on defense, and I probably coached them. So that's uh, that's what's going to happen this year. And if, uh, if they didn't, then I wasn't coaching them that week. So. More of an indication of your comfort comfort level with Jeff running the offense, where you can kind of more focus on the defense. Yeah, I have a lot of a, a lot of uh, uh, um, trust in in Coach Grimes, and I think Jeff and, and uh, the staff that he has with Aaron Roderick and Fessy uh, Sitake and uh, Steve Clark, um, Ryan Pugh, you know, and, and uh, having AJ Stewart. I think that's a great staff, and um, you know, I, I think that uh, they're capable of doing it. But I'll be involved. I'll I'll, I'll do more mostly. Checking in with them, and and uh, but I, I'm the head coach, so I have to be involved with, in all three phases, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. And uh, like I said, if it's good, then I probably had a hand in it, right? And if it's um, not as good, then it's all them on their own. <laughs> no, but I, I have a lot of faith in them handling. I, I've been really impressed with the offense and, the, and what they've been doing already, and and uh, the work that they've done, um, not only in the staff room, but the stuff they're doing with the current players, and um, and recruiting. And so I've been really pleased with them and I um uh, I've been pleased with the defensive side as well the same way and and, and um you know I'm a guy that just there just can help out I think we have six coaches on offense and four on defense as far as far as the assistance and we did that on purpose with me with the thought of me going and, and being involved with the defense but and we'll all be involved with special teams so it's gonna be a lot of fun Coach, not to take anything away from these these uh, new guys coming in, but return missionaries. Can you guys comment on the guys that will be returning and and how good these guys can be? Yeah, we're excited about a lot of the guys coming back. I think they're they're coming at different spots. I mean, I think Skyler Southam is already home and kicking a, a lot of field goals, which is good. So um, he's got a big leg, you know, and so we're excited about him. I think that uh, I'm just looking at. Uh, Jaron Hall gets home soon, um, so it'll be a lot of competition at quarterback in spring, but uh, it'll amp it up when he gets here too, so we're anticipating his return. I know I'm leaving some people out. We covered it a little bit in, in um, the early signing period, um, but it's nice because we're more familiar with those guys, uh, having them sign with us the first time, being able to come home uh, two years later after their mission. So uh, the great part about the signing class is that, um, you know, when we've had our first one, it was just kind of like, well, we're excited to welcome them, but then half of them are going on missions. And same thing with this group, but on the other side of that, now we're getting some of the missionaries that we recruited originally back. And uh, they're all starting to come home, and, and there's going to be some, you know, they're, they're all coming different times from whether it's now till till the end of July. We'll have guys uh, coming back from their missions and just really proud of the work that they're doing in the mission field and the sacrifice that they've made to help others and to, to serve others. And just really, I think that's going to help us out as a football team. And then with these guys here, I mean, um, there's a lot of potential here, you know, and, and you look at all the players and the guys that we've recruited, um, the ceiling is high on all these young men, and we're excited about them. The, the, the skill and the athleticism and the speed's there, and uh, we also have some size, and so I think we're a bigger team, we're a faster team, and we're a stronger team, and that's 
that's something that we should say every year, especially when we add players to the list. And really proud of the guys, the hard work that it took to get these guys here. On that, how many of the your current class are sign and send guys? Do you have a number on that? What's that? Oh, sign and send guys, guys that are leaving me information. Oh gosh, good question. I think we last time we looked at it, I can call it kind of right now. I think we have one of the linemen that's coming here right away. Uh, we'll have Braden Cosper and Gunnar Romney coming on coming to school right away, and then um, Stacy Connor and Zach Wilson are already here. Um, so I, out of the linemen, Jacob Smith is enrolling this fall. Stacy Connor and Zach Wilson are already uh, in school and will be participating in spring ball. Um, Dallin Hulker will go on a mission. Ben Tupoloto will go on a mission. Brandon Cosper and Gunnar Romney will be playing this fall. Amon Ify now will be this fall. He's already returned missionary. Chinonso is uh, going to be enrolled this fall. Isaac Matua is going on a mission. Oliver Nasilai is going on a mission. Alex, Alex Muskela is uh, enrolled this fall. Uh, Viliami Tausinga is going on a mission. Talon Offrey is going on a mission. Brock Davis enrolling this fall. Isaiah Heron and Malik Moore will enroll this fall, and same with Danny Jones. So, Thanks. Kalani, uh, this is your third recruiting class, and uh, along with the state of Utah, has there been other areas of the country that you feel have posed a lot of opportunities to to find talent uh, into your program? Well, I think I think we said I, I said a couple of years ago that we want to search the world. I think that the, with um, technology, you can look at a lot of different people. So I think we're you know, Chen also came from Nigeria and, and his connection, his background. So there's a lot of guys from different places. And obviously we sent Ed Lamb all the way to Australia. So uh, for us, we need to, we need to um, take care of our, I think our, from what my, our priority will be the LDS athlete first, but uh, there's a lot of LDS athletes all over the, all over the world. And uh, I think there's a lot of great players that are the potential players that can be uh, recruited by us. And so whether we, sign them to a scholarship or bring them on as preferred walk-ons. I think we need to put work into getting guys, um, getting, getting, getting guys recognized and trying to get them here and sell them on, sell them on BYU and connect them with the school. And so uh, we're going to make it a, a, an effort to recruit signees, but then also make an effort to make sure that the rest of the roster with preferred walk-ons will match what we want and then try to get us uh, you know, the type of talent that we need on this team. And that's, uh, you look at the long list of per- preferred walk-ons that have come through here and have gone on to be, uh, big-time professionals in the league, that, that that's something that we need to carry on.